still say good yontif, yeah? You can still do it. Good yontif, good yontif. So I have to say, like, I'm, I, I, was, I, was, I was worried that we weren't, we weren't going to be able to get together for, for Yud Shvat. I was concerned because, you know, Tuesday, Tuesday night, no one was here. So it's a problem. It's a problem. The Baruch Hashem, this was, a la- this was uh, in my mind, I was thinking about this for a long time, but Lemaisa was a last-minute thing. So big, big yeshepech to Ari Mandel for opening his home. To sing a little bit, to, to, to share some Torah. It should be a big, big schos. Still by chesidim, it's still within three days of, of the arts at Roshash and their rayats, and, uh, and the final Babich Rebbe, his uh, his nesia. So it's, uh, it should be a big schos. The big schos we kasher ourselves to those sadikim, and uh, and in the, in the schos of connecting to those sadikim and, and coming together for the covet of such a thing, so the Rebbeinu should bless Ari and the whole mishpacha with just. Shefa bracha v'hatzlacha. Amen. 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 All right. So, uh, so we talk about. So I, I mentioned I was thinking about this for a long time, but uh, so I, you know I don't want to overwhelm you with, uh, with all my thoughts. Things like this. The fact that the that the Rashash Shalom Shirabi, the fact that the Rashash is yard site, is on the same day as the Rebbe Yatz's yard site. Is obviously not a coincidence. Nothing is a coincidence. Certainly, something as chashav as those two tzaddikim and their yard site certainly is not a coincidence. So it's a mitzvah to be makasher to understand what exactly you know. Again, an armadrega, anything that we can do to try to understand a little bit of the inyan the rashash and the inyan the rayats and so on, and to try to bring the two together. It's a, not only is it Torah, but it's also a way of us being makasher ourselves and us connecting to those tzaddikim and growing from that. That's the bigger thing that we should be able to grow from from our connection to these sadiqim. So we have to begin to investigate what's the what's the connection, at least in a certain a certain aspect of the connection between those two worlds, of the Rashash and the Rayats and the and the Rebbe, the, the final Rebbe of Chabad. To understand that. Now Bakhlal, it's it's important to know that there's a very strong connection, Bakhlal, between the Rashash and, and Chasidis, and the Fatsas Mayanas of Chasidis. Those that, that learn Chasidis Bien and Rashash Bien know that they're connected to each other. All of all of Tarsav Al Shem is is fundamentally rooted on Kisviri and Befrat, the way the Rashash brings it out, the way the Rashash develops it and so on. I think last year we spoke about also the Indian of the Rashash and the Rizal and the relationship between the two, that the Rashash is really just a uh, reemergence of the Rizal to finish the Indian that the Rizal began in his Shlav of the development of Pinimi Satara. And so the Valshantiv is very much Makosha to the way of the Rashash. So there's a number of ways to show that. So tonight for a few minutes, we'll show one 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 bikin one aspect of it. We'll begin like this. Rukhai Vital in um, there's a famous Hakdama from Rukhai Vital that is printed in the beginning of Aitzchaim as Hakdama to Aitzchaim. And over there Rukhai Vital talks about Pinim Satar in general, Kabbalah and, and and one of the sugis that he deals with over there in the Akdama is the differences or some of the differences between Nigla and Nister. And the Ruchai Vital explains that one of the most fundamental differences between Nigla and Nister is that in Nigla, the way a concept is developed in Nigla is through Shakavataria. It's through Ahavamina and Maskana. It's through a question and an answer. Something that at one moment you think is the truth, but then there's a certain contradiction or a question that confronts you, and therefore you're forced to go deeper and to realize, no, 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 that wasn't the truth. There's another, this is the truth. 
Have a mean maskana shak That's the nature of nigla. That's how nigla works. Not so with pinimis hatayra. Pinimis hatayra, similar to tarshibich sav in this way, just like in chumash, it's not a shak It's not like Moshe Rabbeinu has an idea, then he says, oh, but there's a kasha from a different dvar uh, that I heard. So it must be like this. That's not how tarshibich sav works. It's all giluyim. It's all straight dvar Hashem. This, this is it. And the next, this is it. That's it. No kasha, no teres, no pilpul, no havaminu, no maskana. So too, in, in a certain bechina, that's how Pneum Satar works as well. It's just vaydavar Hashem Amayshalema. Straight giluyim. And a person that, that, that has the schus to open up some of the kisviari, you feel this. And it's, and it's mom is strong like this, especially when you compare the mashal to other sifri mukubalim that were written not in the way of the Rizal. The, 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 the contrast is stark with this in this way. Let's say, for example, Ramesh Kardavera, the Ramak, one of the classic Kabbal Swarm before the Arizal or leading up to the Arizal is the Sefer from the Ramak, Parlis Rimonim. That Sefer is written in, in, in Pilpul. It's written in Havavina Maskana, in Shakavatariya. I have a Zayr over here and a Zayr like this and it's a Stira. This is the Maskana. That's the way of learning. But it's Nigladik. The Kisveri, it's all Giluyim. The result doesn't work of like, well, there's a difficult uh, kasha, you know, there's a difficult zayar, and there's the tarot. Dust is dust. That's the way the result works. And that's one of the fundamental differences between nigla and nista. No, so if that's, and, and, what's, and what's amazing is that that style, that feeling of just this is a giloy of elikus, that's just this is the truth that's emanating from Kivyachal Har Sinai that you find with the result. You also find this with Rashash. The Rashash also Famously, the Rashash didn't, even though he's coming to answer a million kashas that you could have in the Kisveri, but that's not how he's writing it. He's writing it in Giloi form. Dos is dos. Vaidaber Hashem Omeshalemar, Vaidaber Hashem El Rashash Lemar, Dos is dos. Okay, that fits the model of Nister versus Nigla. But here's the problem. The problem is, is that in the swarm of the Rashash that we have, we have, this is certainly, certainly true with the, with the, with the greatest it's hard to say the word greatest gift, but the, the Iker uh, Paris of the Rashash, which is the sitter of the Rashash, it has many Maduras. It has many Maduras. So it wasn't like the Rashash just came and, and wrote the sitter and wrote the Kavanas and wrote his Sefer and just hanging at It wasn't like that. There was Madura Kama. It was the first version of the Rashash's sitter. What he held to be the Maskan at that moment. And then with time, he went to deeper and he was Oymid on deeper Madragas and so on. And he... Did it again, second Madura, final Maduras, and so on and so forth. And that's what makes, again, for those that, uh, that know the history of it, it's very complicated to know what's the maskan of the Rashash in many places, because uh, there was no, it's, it's, we don't necessarily have the final, final Madura. We have many, many Maduras. And we have, let's say, one of the sermons from Rashash is called the Nahar Shalom. It's a cut and paste, it's a hodgepodge of all the different Maduras. And, and there are certain parts over there which is not the maskan of the Rashash. And, and there's Havamin and Maskana with Rashash. Now this is a Pella. This is a Pella. Because ironically, even though the style of the writing of the Rashash in each Madura is Das is Das. This is the Dvar Hashem. So the style of each edition of the writings of the Rashash is Nistra style. But the very fact that there are many editions and there's many Maduras is itself more of a Nigla style. So this is a Pella. If the whole nature of, of Pneum Satar, like the Rucham Vital said, is straight, this is, this is it, then why would the giloy of the Taras Rashash be in such a way with many additions and many maduras? Now this might sound like, uh, okay, just like a, it's a theoretical question for those that 
you know, have a shaykhis to the different madurs the rashash, but we'll see this is a, a fundamental nakuda that, that the rashash is revealing to us. And it's negate Aravadis Hashem, as you'll see. Okay, that's Aleph, question number one. Question number two. It's well known that when the Rayats uh, came to America, so, and the Rebbe would, would often say that this was like sort of the, the, the Kol Kairi or the, uh, the Tzav Shah, the proclamation that the Friedrich Rebbe said when he came to America is that he, you know, people told him, you know, what, what worked in the old country, you know, in the avoid of the old country, it's like, okay, that was for the old country. But now, the other side of the Atlantic, it's like Parnassa, you know, you have to do what you have to do to, to survive, whatever, so it is what it is. America is different. America is different. So, Friedrich would always call out, no, America is Nidamdurish, right? America is not different. Nothing changed. Whatever the, the, the Messir Snefesh, the Avoida, the, the Ruchnius, the, the way of a year in the old country, it's exactly, nothing's changed when you cross over the Atlantic. Okay, that's the Rayats used to say. Nothing's Nishtan, nothing has changed. America is not different. Okay, this might, this might sound like a strange question, but it's not such a strange question. Everyone knows that the, the last Rebbe of, of, of Chabad, uh, you know, the Rebbe, he was, you know, to, to say Mokusher to the Friedrich Rebbe is an understatement. He was like, it's called Kulai, was his kashas. This is all I need. Everything the Rayat said was like, pain in the norm, finished. What's interesting is, is that with the Friedrich Rebbe saying America is not different, the Rebbe seemed to conduct the Chesidus in such a way that America is different, Right? And this, in other words, you know, uh, on the other side of the Atlantic, right, in the old country, the Goyim were the enemy. All of a sudden, on this side of the Atlantic, for just one, one of many examples, like the Rebbe would say that the Goyim are receptive. They're receptive to truth. You could talk to them, you know, for sure, but like, they're receptive. They're not the enemy, per se. There's enemies there, you understand? But they're not, it's not, they're not the Ukrainians. And they're not the the Polacks. It's not the same. And this is just one of many examples how how things were different. You know, <laughs> there's many many differences that the, the Rebbe taught and, and said because of uh, because of America. He's technology, many countless examples. So I'm get it. So is America different or not? Is it different or not? So I understand that when the Rebbe Yas was told America is different, it meant that you don't have to keep Shabbos anymore. So to that, the Rebbe Yas said America is not Netanish. But the word, but again, you know, by the Rebbe, anything the Rayat said, like Hainan and the Rebbe said, the words were America's not different. So, hey, it's America's not different. I, you're, you're fearing as it is. Okay. All right, so let's go back. Let's go back to Rashash for a second. There's a concept that we find in the Kisviri, and when you, when, you, when you go through the Kisviri, it's definitely an idea, and it's definitely used, and it's definitely a fundamental point, but it's not necessarily. It, it's, it's an akud, it's an aspect of, of Pneu Satire, but by the Rashash, this becomes one of the most fundamental building blocks of his entire system. And that is a concept that's called Erechen, relativity. Relativity. Now, very, very, very Bekitzer, and very not explaining at all, but we'll just say the, the words. <clears throat> Let me give you a marshal. Let's say you have a house of three floors, yeah? So you have the main floor. You have the top floor and you have the attic. We use that lalash. Main floor, top floor, and attic. Now, on the main floor, you have certain things. You have a kitchen, you have a dining room, you have a couch, you have a table, all different things that belong on the main floor. And then you have the top floor. What's on the top floor? You have bedrooms, you have a bathroom, you have some closets, things that should be on the top floor. They have the attic. 
What's in the attic? Stuff that should be in the attic. Some storage spaces, some cobwebs, stuff that's supposed to be in the attic. Okay, fine. Those are the three floors. <clears throat> now imagine the oil mesel in such a way as well. Imagine that the spiritual universe also is made of levels and made of floors. And just like on the, bo- on the main floor, you have a kitchen and a dining room, and stuff in the kitchen is kitchen stuff, and stuff in the dining room is dining room stuff. So imagine the Olmas Layonim and the system of the higher world, there's such a thing as the main floor. And just like there's a kitchen with kitchen stuff, there's certain Shemus Akhtayshim that belong on the main floor and occupy the main floor. And then just like on the top floor, there's bedrooms and all things, you know, pillows and blankets, stuff that should be on the top floor. So there's also an Olmas Layonim, the top floor has its own Shemus Akhtayshim, its own its own environment, its own inyanim that should be there. And then in the attic also. So these are the three different layers. Okay, fine. And you go through the Kisiri, and the reason we'll talk about what's the Avaida of the main floor? What are the Shemus Haktoshim? Let's say on the main floor, it's like, you know, maybe in the main floor, that's the Avaida of the six days a week. And the top floor is the Avaida of Shabbos. And the attic is the Avaida of Chvesim Kippur, whatever, however you want to think of it. And every floor has its own Avaida, and its own inyanim connected to the Shemus Haktoshim and the Elokos. That's experienced on the main floor, and there's a lakos and the shem sakdashim different than the second floor of Fine, and then you go to the kisri like that. Comes a shash with the yisai that's called erich in relativity, which is that that perception of the of the main floor being the main floor, and the top floor being the top floor, and the attic being the attic. That's assuming that you're on the main floor, right? Because then that's the main floor to you, and then you have to go upstairs to the top floor, and then you have to go another flight of stairs to the attic. But let's say you're on the you're on the top floor. Well, then guess what? Then to you, the top floor is the main floor. And the, store, and, the, and, the, and, the, and the floor above you, which until now was defined as the attic, is now the top floor. And so everything changes. Everything is redefined based on the orientation, right? So, even in this world, right? So, you have Avram, Yitzchak, and Yaakov. So Avram is the grandfather, Yitzchak is the father, and Yaakov is the son. Well, that's true from Yaakov's perspective, right? From Yitzchak's perspective, so then Avram is not the grandfather, Avram is the father, and Tarach is the grandfather. So everything changes. Like, so, so who is Avram? Is Avram the father? Is he a son? Or is he a grandfather? Well, I mean, he's, he, you can't define him as any one of those three because they're all true. It just depends on what perspective you're looking at him from. If you're Yaakov, Avram is the grandfather. If you're Yitzchak, Avram is the father. If you're Avram, then Avram is the son. So it, it's all relative. So it comes to Rosh was a Chiddush, which is that when you're dealing with the infrastructure of, of the higher worlds of Ruchnius, that all the kids are revolving around, and the result is very definitive. This is what's going on on the main floor. And this is what's going on the top floor. This is what's going on in the attic. This is the Avayda for a father. This is the Avayda for a son. This is the Avayda for a grandfather. Says Rosh Maskin. But who's the main floor? Who's the top floor? Who's the attic? That's completely relative to where you are. And I'll share with you a few lines from Rashash. Again, this is from one of his farm. He writes the following thing. The Dila Maven. This is enough for those that understand. The entire system of the Rizal is fundamentally based on this idea of relativity. That something is called by a certain name based on a certain perspective of how you're looking at it, how you're gazing upon it. Something is called, a person is called the father from the perspective of the son. From the perspective of the grandfather, the father is, is the son of the grandfather. So it's all, it all changes. 
אבל אין בהם שינוי כלל. And the truth is, says, says the Rosh Hashem, we'll, we'll investigate that word in a moment, nothing is really, nothing's changing. It's all, is what it is, but the perspectives are changing. Okay, so this is the site of Erechim. Now, what exactly does that mean? What exactly does that mean? So I'll tell you like this. There's a, there's a sheet, uh, there's a sheet from one of the great Tzfadah Shemukubalim, as the, uh, the Shem and Sasein. It's one of the great Tzfadah Shemukubalim. So in a number of places in his writings, the way he deals with this idea of Erechim, because there's a basic problem or, or a question you could ask is, so like, what's the truth? In other words, like, stuff, so, so where is the kitchen dining room? Like Lamaisa, where is it? So, if the if the if it's on the main floor, but the main but the main floor keeps on shifting, from perspective, so like Lamaisa, where is it? So says the says the the Shemet Sasein, every single floor has like different sections to it. That's the way to perceive it. So when we talk about this idea, and I, I know you'll see soon why I'm talking about this. We'll get there in a second. But it says the Shemet Sasein, this idea of relativity. Of every of the main floor, for example, can be the main floor, but it could also be an attic, vis-a-vis floors beneath it, or it could be a top floor vis-a-vis a floor beneath it, and so on. Everything's shifting. Nothing it means because every floor has different sections. So on, the, so Lamasha, like in a house, like you can imagine, like let's say a house has a kitchen and a dining room in one section, and then another section has a bedroom, you know, and uh, you know, and a, and a closet, and so on, from the perspective. Of the, store, of the floor beneath it. And to the side, it also has storage space and cobwebs from the perspective of, a, of an even bottom floor beneath, uh, you know, two floors down. From that perspective, it's the attic. So every floor has just everything in it. That's the way the Shemin Sassim perceives it. This is a Bechidish, and that's not the Pashtas. That's not the way other Mukubalim from the Svaradisha world perceive it. And that's not even the, the Lashon of the Rashash is, is difficult for it to bear like that. The Lashon of the Rashash was Ein Bem Shinoi Klal. That even with all this change using relativity, nothing's really changing. You know, that's, that, that, so, so in, in, in the way of the Rashash, the, the Pashtas, to understand the Rashash is, that you're right. Where is the kitchen, kitchen and dining room? It's constantly changing. It, it, it's, it's hard, it, you cannot define, you cannot, you cannot succinctly say that this this space, this madrega, has these shemes haktoshim, because it's just rel- it's all relative. It it should have these, and it and it th- this. In other words, it's hard to imagine it physically, but the way in the rashash is like imagine that this particular floor of the house, expre- it, it appears in different ways to different people. We do have such an idea in, in science nowadays. I'm just going to say it because I'm sure there's someone in the room that knows this and then I'm going to seem like a real doofus to, to say anything more than just this. But there is such a thing of, of quantum mechanics, right? We have, we have particle theory. And see, I knew there was one. Though. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. So, right? So all I'm going to say is, you know, Marambakim, ask him. But there is such an idea, right? That things change based on perception. So what is it then? Wave? Or is it, uh, uh, you know, particle? particle. Neither, both. There is such a concept in Mitzias. And this is how the Rashash perceives both all of reality. Until you look at it. There you go. Okay. And, see. When, and then when you look at it, it becomes that thing that you see. Oh, like that's exactly it. Right. Exactly. One of those. Dalit makes yeah. it, it There you go. There you go. So there is such an idea. So the Rashash, the Rashash, the, the, in the Rashash using the, using the concept of Erechim, 
is this you saw it, is that what Shemus HaKadoshim are experienced and what Shemus HaKadoshim are the truth of any particular level of Elokos depends on the perception, depends on the perspective. And without a perspective, maybe there's nothing there. It's hard to know. This is the concept of Erechen. Now, this is a mind-blowing idea, not only physically, but spiritually as well, conceptually. It's very, very difficult because here's the problem. What's the MS? Like MS, Torah is MS, and we usually assume that MS means something that's concrete, something that's not, that's not malleable, something that's not based on any perspective. The truth, the truth. It's a tough shin pei gimel idea to think that truth is like based on perspective, right? That's a, that's a, that's a current events type of musik, and that's not the truth of Torah, we usually think, right? So, this is, so, so what's going on over here? How could it be? How could it be? That of all chalakim of Torah, the one that's considered to be the most connected to Emes, Chesamesh al Baruch Hu Emes, the one, the, these sugyas that are talking about truth Emes, which is Elkus, is the one sugya that everything is completely malleable and everything is completely sort of toilet What is it? What, what, so how, is there a Bhagavad Shalom's name in this, in this point? Is it Adnai? Is it Havaya? Is it What is it? Well, it just depends. So, so that's not Amos. Like, what's going on over here? All right, so this, so, so, so what's going on over here is, like, is as follows. In the Samarq Daishan, we find the following idea, and this is something Rabbi Nachman, Nassim talks about this a lot, which is, there is such a thing as Emes. But there's also such a thing that's called Emes Lamita. Emes Lamita. You see, the result, all of Kisviari and all of Pinyasa Torah is about introducing us to God. That's what it is. And that's really what all Torah is about. Just Nigla is a little bit more distanced from the source. But it's all about meeting God. Now, who is God? Well, I mean, this is an idea that I've spoken about many times, and it gets to the core of really what Yiddishkeit is, which is that there are different layers and different levels in which God allows himself to be known. There is a, a, a level of God, and there is an aspect of, of, God's, of God's persona, so, so to speak, that he's revealing to us in his names. In his names. So who is Rabbanu Shlaylam? Well, you know, the name Yudkevavke means, uh, like, that's the God of Rachamim. Like, that's the Rachamim of the Rabbanu Shlaylam. And, and Adnai is, I mean, they said, they know, all the different names of Hashem, all different aspects of the Rabbanu Shlaylam. And when you learn the Kisferi, you get the impression, okay, that's the truth. That's the truth. The Rabbanu Shlaylam is truth. And who is the Rabbanu Shlaylam? He's that name. He's this. He's like this. And that's true. But the Rashash, the Iker, came to the world, or at least to a certain degree, to come to the world to reveal to us that all of the Shemus Akdashim, all of the Kisari, all of truth that we know of, is in truth a vessel and clothing for us to be able to truly come in contact with the truth of all truths. And the truth of all truths is a God that's nameless. Is a God that's nameless. There is such a thing as... You know, I'll give you an example. You know, there's a meaning of the Jewish people, there's a meaning of the Jewish people that from the time that the baby's very, very little, that the first, the, it was an old lullaby that the Jewish people used to sing, some still do. And, and when a kid goes to Cheder, the first thing that they're taught is the Aleph base, but it's specifically in this way of Kometz Aleph Ah. Kometz Aleph Ah. Not to say Aleph 
just A or whatever, to first teach comets, and then Aleph, and then A. Now that's a very strange thing, because vowels, right? Like, what's a vowel without a letter? Like, you, you can't pronounce... I mean, you can't pronounce uh, comets without a letter is nothing. And what's a letter without a vowel is also nothing. It's like, so what are you teaching the kid exactly? And of all things, teach the letter first. No, no, no. Comets. Comets first, and then a letter. It's like, so what is the comets coming to vowelize? What is it coming to articulate? Some invisible letter. This is the deepest secret of Yiddishkeit. The deepest secret of Yiddishkeit is, is that the name of Yudkevavke is itself just a shell for a more mysterious name that's nameless. An emes la mita, a truth of all truths. It says in the sixth parasha, V'yiru ha'ames Hashem, by Kriyas Yamsef, right? The sea split. And the, the, the Jewish people saw the Yad HaGdayla, the great hand, the unbelievable pal of Kriyas Yamsef. V'yiru ha'ames ha'vaya, and the Jewish people feared, they had awe from Yudke Vavke, v'yaminu ba'havaya, and they believed in Yudke Vavke. Es the Balatanya, I don't get it. Yira is, a, is an emotional experience to something. To something that's real, something that you, you're seeing. Something that's real, either you experience it as love or fear or something, but it's a reaction to something. The Jewish people feared, had an awe of Yudkevavke. That means Yudkevavke manifested to them as something tangible, something was an emes. But then the Pasuk says, but they believed in Havai. What do you believe in Havai? Belief is not the same as truth. Truth is something that's visceral, something you can, it's tangible almost, it's real. To believe it is something that you don't see. So which one was it? The answer is, said the Balatanya, there are two Yudkevavkes, there's a Yudkevavke that's discernible, that are actual letters that you can see, and then there's a Yudkevavke, which is a Bechin of Kometz Aleph Av, letters that are non-letters, a name which is not a name, something that's, that's an Emes Lamitai, something that is behind the scenes of every, of everything that you see that might be different, that might be distinct, that might be vocalized differently and expressed differently, there's an emes lamitai fueling all of that that's absolutely always unchanging, never changing, always the same, an unknowable truth, an unknowable existence of God, a, an essence that you cannot that you cannot articulate, that you cannot put your finger on, that you cannot say it's like this and not like that. It just is. Behind the scenes of all the, all the different aspects of the Rabbanu Shalom's presence in our lives, when, when the Rabbanu Shalom, the V'yiru Amesavaya, the God's name that's revealed to us, is sometimes like this and sometimes like that. It's, it changes. But the un, undiscernible, undifferentiated, unenumerated, nameless name behind the scenes of all names is absolutely nameless and absolutely just is and always is and always will be. This is the secret of what Rashash is coming to reveal. The secret of Erechin is that all the names that you know of and all the different hierarchy and systems and kitchen table and dining room table, so to speak, they're truth. But you should know they're just levushim, they're just garments to allow you to experience something that's fundamentally nameless, that's fundamentally, by its very definition, a side shib aside, a secret of all secrets. And because of this, that Rashash reveals to us and, and takes this idea of, of relativity, because of this concept of relativity, you cannot definitively say what the Rabbanu name is at any given moment. 
you cannot definitively say what the Rabbanu Shalom looks like at any given moment because the concept of relativity of Erechin is bringing us to that truth of all truths, which is that all the Shinoim, all the differences that you see, those are themselves only Begadim, only clothing and only articulations and only expressions of an unchanging absolute truth which does not move at all, which is pulsating and vibrating through everything. Lamashal, just a, a simple mashal. The human, be, the human being, this is a classic Chabad mashal, where your eyes have their own function, right? Your eyes are able to see, and your ears have their own function. They're able to hear. But the life force that's enlivening your eyeballs and that's enlivening your ears is the same. The life force that animates them are the same. So why do your eyes not hear and your ears not see? Because the kalim and the levushim, the, the way that that life force is expressed, is being expressed through the particular garment of the eye or the garment of the ear is, is changing how the life force is experienced. But the life force itself is ultimately the same. There's no difference. If the life force that was pumping into the eyeball would then go into the ear, it would work to, to allow you to hear also. Life force is life force. It's unnoticeable. It's undiscernible. It's unchanging. It is what it is. This is what the Rashash is trying to reveal to us. And therefore, Davki and the Rashash, although the Rashash's Torah is a way of what? Thus is thus? Heinein Advarim? But it comes with Maduras. It comes with Maduras. Because the entire inning of the Rashash is to tell us that the Rizal comes, that the, this, the Kisviari are revealing to you the truth of the Rabbanu Shlelem. But says the Rashash, but you should know that that truth that the Rizal comes to say is itself a garment for a truth of all truths. And to allow you to realize that it's just a garment, it's constantly changing. Because only because when a person experiences things that are constantly in motion, constantly changing, you're compelled to find something deeper within it. Like I've mentioned this, I've given this example many, many times, that if you have a, a, a book or or... Uh, you know, have the movie, whatever it is, and there's a certain character that's in the book or in the film, and it's a two-dimensional character. Good guy, bad guy. So I said many times, that's a classic child book, and there's nothing compelling you to dig deeper into the character. You don't feel connected to the character. Why? There can be many reasons, but part of it is because it's, too, it's overly, overly simplified. He's just a good guy. Everything he does is good. And the bad guy is the bad guy. Everything he does is bad. So it's good for kids that aren't uh, so uh, sophisticated like that. But as adults, we understand that, first of all, it's simply not true. Maybe it's true, but it's not the truth of truth. People are more nuanced. And, and, and I'm not drawn into such a character. I don't care about the inner workings of that person because I don't see such depth in the inner workings. There is, there is no inner workings. It's just he's good. But a good writer is what creates a character that's nuanced a character that's constantly shifting from good to bad, or shifting from chesed, gvur, to teferis, to netzach, to yisai, malchus, and with that constant shift and constant change, you're compelled, almost, to look deeper and to realize that who this person is is neither good nor bad. Who the person is is neither chesed or gvur, to teferis. There's something deeper that's pulsating within all those clothing. How do I know that? Because the clothing constantly is shifting. So the whole year of the Rashash is to reveal, just like the Rizal comes to reveal, but the Rashash comes to reveal a God that's nameless, a God that's beyond all, all, all conceptualization, a truth, a reality, an existence, an existence.
And this is ultimately the greatest secret of Rabbanu Like I've mentioned this uh, in, in you know recent recent shirm as well, is that the greatest expression you can say about the Rabbanu Shalom is that in aruch lecha, that there's nothing you cannot compare God to anything. There's nothing to compare Him to, and the fact that there's nothing to compare Him to is the greatest revelation. That's the deepest. That's the truth of all truth. This is this is what the what the Rashash comes to bring now. The question is, and this is where the Balshantov comes to pick up, which is, so what does that mean? Like, what does that look like in the Vedas Hashem? What does it look like? What it looks like to serve, to serve God, we know. What it looks like to serve a God that's truthful, we know what that looks like. Shachas bin Chamayrev, v'chul v'chul, even with complicated kavanas. But what does it look like, really, to serve a God and to connect to a God who's the truth of all truths? What does it mean to look to, what does it mean to connect to a God that's always unchanging behind all the changes? To connect to a God that's changing, to connect to the God of different levushim, of different, of the first floor, second floor attic, I know what that looks like. That looks like Shachas bin Chamarav, that looks like at this moment have certain kavanas, have this moment different kavanas. But what does it look like that behind the scenes of all those changes, I'm also connecting to an unchanging God? So one of the most important teachings of the Baal Shem Tev, I know it's getting late, but one of the most important teachings of the Baal Shem Tev is in, it's quoted in a number of places, but in Savas Rivash, for example, it's the first tyrant. I'm going to share with you, we'll go through it quickly. It's a simple paragraph, but it's Mamish the Iker. Baal Shem Tev taught, it says in Pasuk, Shavisi Havayel and Egdi I place God before me always, right? That's the Pasuk, Shavisi Hashem and Egdi Samad. Shavisi, said the Baal Shem, doesn't just mean to place like Hashem's in front of me. Lashen Hishtavos. Shivisi means equilibrium, stoic, unchanging. Shivisi. I am unchanging. Because Havail and Egdi what does that mean? It means, but kol davar ma'ura. means that every event in your life, every experience that you have, hakol shava etzlai. Balshantav taught a person has to find equilibrium and balance and consistency and unchanging, unwavering stability in everything you experience. It's a tall order. Whether it be a situation that people are praising you, or people are putting you down. All things. A person has to reach Madrega where it's mamash all the same. What does that mean? It means you have to react. You have to react the same way. Halacha dictates that you have to react differently. First, if one situation, Halacha says, do like this. Another situation, Halacha says, do like that. So what is Allah Shadrach saying? Shivisi, to always be the same. The answer is, it doesn't mean to be the same in action. In the world of amnesty, of truth, of course there's differences. And of course things are constantly in motion. But all of that, the motion and the, and the, and the changes of life, so it's like, so halacha says, in this situation go like this, in another situation go like this. So what's the truth? So what's the, the answer is, it depends. It depends on the situation. But what's the truth then? Well, the answer, the real truth is that it's all God. And the real truth is that it doesn't matter to me either way. Because I know it's just from the Rabbanu Shalom. The question is, how do, I, how do I conduct myself? What is the MS? MS says sometimes like this, sometimes like that. MS Lamitai? Shavisi Hashem Lenegdi Samit. And the Shem said like this. The Kaldo Rashi everything that happens to a person, Yoimer, you have to say to yourself, before you react to it. And again, the reaction that you should have may be different. But the thought process that you should have before you react is, This is from the Rabbanu Shalom. And so whatever, however I'm reacting, ultimately, it's coming from a place of balance, it's coming from a place of consistency, it's coming from a place of, of reality, of truth of all truths. And it's just of, and it's just of Adis Hashem. I'm serving the same God in all different ways. And if the Rabbanu Shalom wants it so, then fine. 
However my reaction is supposed to be in the world of Emes, Emes Lamita, to me it's all the same. And he goes on to say, <clears throat> A person has to serve their Bani with all your power, with all your ways. Everything has to be seen for the Bani Shalom's sake. So he gives an example. For example, let's say a person finds themselves in a situation where they're talking to other people. And maybe you don't have so much to have in the conversation. You'd rather just avoid these guys and just go somewhere else. You can't. So Emes says, you have to engage in this conversation right now. But Emes says, but you'd rather be over there. So Emes Lamito then kicks in and says, well, one second. What's really the difference if I'm here or there? If I'm here, I'm really speaking to God. And if I'm there, I'm speaking to God. So what's the difference? So I will speak to them. Because Emes dictates, I speak to them. But when I'm speaking to them, ultimately it's no different to me if I'm speaking to them or I'm speaking to him. It's all the same. That's Shavis Hashem Lenegdi Zamed. V'tzorachli Yisdav Hashem Yisbarach V'yachim Yichud The person always has to be connected to God and to unify God's name in all ways. V'chein Shadam Ha'elech B'derach A person's traveling V'niach L'Hispal And you can't daven. Or V'limak Kedarko You can't learn in a normal way. V'tzorach L'Avod Yisbarach V'fayim Yachim You serve the Rebbe in other ways. So Allah says Allah says If you're able to learn You learn. Allah says If you're able to get the Shul Obviously you get the Shul. But let's say you can. So that means the Halacha then says, do something different. But Emes Lamitai says, there's no difference between whether I'm learning Davin or doing something different. It's all the same. I'm still serving the same God. This is the Avaida that the Rashash comes to reveal with his system of Erechim. You understand? Based on the system of Erechim, that truth is by its very definition malleable and undiscernible and undefinable and not rigid and not stuck. So then what is the truth? The answer is, the real truth is behind the scenes of all that truth. And the real truth is, and all the things that are changing are compelling you to realize that there's depth to this character and it's not just two-dimensional. There's something behind the scenes. This is the system, this is the, the Rashash comes to reveal this. So let's go back. The Riyadh said, America is not different. And the Rebbe feared the world as if, oh, it's very different. So which one is it? Emes, it's different. MS Lamitai, not different at all. In other words, the Pashtas. What you have to do in America is certainly different than what you have to do, what you had to have done to survive in, in Europe. But the Messiris Nefesh, and the Dvekas, the Yalukus, the Godliness, the Shavisi Hashem, the Negdi Summit, unchanging, it can change, nothing has changed. Nothing has changed in that world of Emes Lamitai. And this is ultimately one of the most fundamental truths of Avodah Hashem, according to Baal Shem, which is equilibrium. Wherever you are, it's the same God that you're serving. It, the Levushim are changing. How you express your mysterious nefesh is changing. How you express your devotion to, El, to Yiddishkeit and to the Rabbani Shalom is different in different situations and in different environments. But who the Rabbani Shalom is, and who are you, and what does it mean to devote yourself to the Rabbani Shalom, ultimately is all the same. And that's unchanging. And this is this, and this is the secret. This is the secret of Vedas Hashem. In, uh, one of the aspects of Vedas Hashem, according to Baal Shem, there is this ending of Shavisi Hashem, the Nagdei Summit. Hashem should help us. The world, and again, as we get closer to Mashiach, and Mashiach is not just about, you know, truth. Mashiach is Emes Lamitai. Emes Lamitai. So as we get closer to Emes Lamitai, so what do we see in the world? That everything that was Emes. It's constantly changing, constantly shifting. And now everything, this concept of the Rashash of Erechin is super popular, right? On <laughs> colleges, right? Not in the way of the Rashash, we understand. 
So you can look at it in two ways. Either everything's falling apart, which it is, right? Okay, burn, baby, burn, right? Let's get to your shalom already, right? That's one model, that's one approach. That's, and that's true. But there's a way of seeing life and history as an unfolding of Pinyas itself. And the Gilo de Rashash is that everything that's emes is be'etzim lefi erechen. But not there, but what's the, but what's the, where does that take you? What's the then, what's the next step? So the next step is not, well, there, there is no truth and there's nothing but just nothingness. No, no, no. The next step is, and there's an emes lamita. And the emes lamita is, kimola ha'aretz deyes Hashem, kemayla mechasem, where everything ultimately is being fueled by an unnameable havaya. A yud kevavke without letters. A name of the Rabbanu Shalom, a metzius that just is metzius, a metzius of ein aruch lecha, eves bildecha, midaymalach, and that's what's going to be with Tchis Meis, and that's going to be with Yomayim Mashiach. Rabbanu Shalom should help us that we should bring that that much closer by finding within ourselves the emes lamita of who we are, and serving the Rabbanu Shalom in a way of emes lamita, the absolute shtavas, with shavis hafavid and gisamid. We should reserve to experience that befrat to bechlal v'yaskol tzedek mehir v'yameinu amen.